created live on Fireside. You're looking beautiful today. What is your secret? Makeup. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking you were going to answer me like, I took advice from Keith Richards, I recycle blood. <laughs> there it is. Hi, Kiana. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Happy Tuesday. Well, Happy Tuesday. apart oh, that from that... <laughs> that is always the most operandi for our guest. But let's welcome our guests first, folks. If you've tuned in on this special occasion, this is our final episode in our freshman year, doing it sober live, broadcasting to every orifice, not just corner of the globe. My name is Chris Nell, broadcasting live from South Africa behind the golden mic. Opposite me, the lady with the four eyes and the colorful blouse and that ever so sparkly eyes is Daniela Park, my sister in crime. And of course, Keola Reigns has jumped on screen as this routine of the program, let's introduce our guest. With a premise, of course, and I'm sure Keola will buy into it as all of our guests have previously because it focuses on something that she specializes in very well. As I'm not led to understand right behind her is a couple of her certificates, but I get ahead of myself. Yes, look at that. As the year of our Lord 2022 comes to a close, it appears a new breed of health-conscious subspecies has reared its head for all to see, and my oh my, they do come in droves. Egotism and vanity have been attributed to the practice of fitness and physical health. But it has been retorted as unnecessary bias from a crowd, namely the peanut gallery, who may not have all its ducks together in the first place. And the us versus them thought process was any different, maybe? But for the peanut gallery and for the naysayers, here's a little something to chew on why fitness is more advantageous than perilous, unless you're a completely reprehensible glut. Fitness saves lives. Fitness improves mental health, and fitness renews marriages. Oh, just thought I threw that uh, one in there for good measure. <laughs> the list could go on and on and on. However, to solidify these points and to provide more, we've called on Keola Reigns to show uh, to the show this week. Keola has an extensive portfolio from being a certified nutrition's coach to being a peer support specialist. She has worked in many facets of the, fitness, uh, of the fitness industry, pardon the tongue twister, and has used this knowledge to inject some positive physical education into the recovery community. She joins us on DIS Live to tell her story and to shed some much-needed light and details on how physical activity above physicality is how the twain is to be met. Keola, welcome. Hello. That was so fun. What a fun intro. I'm so happy to be here. So fires, this is my first fireside chat. Is that what they're called? Fireside chats? Fireside yeah. conversation? Yeah. Taking the reins quickly, give me, give us rather a little bit of a background as I understand you're a former addict yourself and how did your recovery along with your physical fitness passion absolutely start to collide together or culminate Ooh, together did, rather? Yeah. How did they come together? So that's all happened pretty intensely in the last six or seven months that they turned into a career. Um, but my recovery journey started, well, let's see, that's kind of a trick question because the first time I tried to quit drinking was 2015. The first time I actually intentionally gave some effort to it. Um, and then again in 2019 was when I started this journey that I'm on. So I'll be celebrating four years in January. Um, Fantastic. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, well, well done. It goes so fast. 
Um, but I definitely didn't go into the journey January 2019 thinking, you know, I'm going to get sober. I'm going to quit drinking and I'm going to become a recovery coach. I'm just going to talk about sobriety <laughs> all the time. Like it's going to become my career. <laughs> so I did not think that, but I surprised. <laughs> yeah, surprise. I did quickly, um, get back into my own personal fitness routine because I finally had the time and the attention. I spent many years helping other folks on their journey. So studied um, kinesiology in, in grad school and undergrad mm. and was running the studio, working as a trainer, teaching group exercise. And then it was, you know, like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Turn down the lights of the studio, go in the back, open a bottle of wine, <laughs> drink the whole bottle. Um, and I did that, you know, for a while. And so I always knew that this was important. I knew that, you know, eating with intention and mindfully and moving on a regular basis are something that everyone needs to do. I didn't realize that I could have been using that to get sober, to stay sober. I was not following my own advice. I was, mm. you know, not walking the walk. I was just talking. <laughs> Do as I say, not as I do. And right, so exactly. right into the beginning of my routine, my, um, my sobriety journey, because I had the time, I did the pause on life. I, I you know, moved out of the city, went to a, a safe space for many months and was able to just focus on myself. Then, of course, I started moving daily and just realizing how good you feel when you're moving. Um I had the, you know, time and energy to focus back on my own nutrition and make sure I was fueling and really giving myself the data because food is more so data than fuel. And, um, and mm. then I, you know, just started talking about recovery openly and honestly on my social media. And that got me connected with all of these, what I consider new age recovery spaces because we, I didn't know when I started my journey that there were um, other options besides 12-step. I thought that was the only option. So that's what I went with because that's what I was aware of. Right. But through right. social media, I started, you know, getting connected and saying, hey, I can make this journey, you know, my own. I can create my own recovery and um, use pieces and tools and education from all of the different uh, spaces to recover. And what I didn't see was any program that was focused on or really implementing nutrition and fitness as a part of the journey. And so I just, you know, happened to be sharing about my own education and how I was moving. I was sharing workout videos and leaders and, and sobriety spaces just, you know, started reaching out and saying, Hey, can you come, can you teach a workshop? You're a certified nutrition coach and you're on your recovery journey. Come teach a workshop. People need this information. And that's become a full blown career Fantastic. which is just so weird for me to say i'm like what in the world <laughs> it's, it's you know the, everything kind of re you get sober and then all these wonderful things reveal themselves at and yeah. you just you don't know they're coming but they come and you just it's so much bigger than you could ever imagine and that's what i tell new people just keep going because you just have no idea how amazing this gets and all the things that can happen mm. without you know you even thinking of wanting to do that here you are yeah. helping well said too, Danny which is great yeah it's awesome Kiela I've always been curious about a lot of things I like yourself I, I okay. 
I think it might be a little bit of a problem with my internet. I think it might be a problem with my internet. Pardon in advance if uh, it's proving a little bit of a bother. And mine as but, well, uh, I'm sorry. But in any event, Kiela, I've been meaning to ask, because you are well-versed in this area of study, like yourself, I came into the recovery community via social media. It literally exploded by means of Instagram and the like. Now, interestingly enough, along with the methods of recovery, which you have been so adept at explaining, the method of nutrition has become adept. Would you agree? Because here's why I say it for a myriad of reasons. Like yourself, I'm also a qualified personal trainer. I got my certification this year. And ironically, there are many different diets for many different facets of people because there are people like, uh, I don't mean to talk out of the bedroom, Danny, but you've got an autoimmune disease. So she has to uh, have certain things to accommodate her condition. When I beat my physical illness being cancer, I, for a long time, uh, I'll be in remission, total remission now five years next March. So in that time being, I have had to follow a more pescatarian diet, but now I've had to revert back to to eating meat because I need to get more, but free range meat because I have to get all of that um, proteins in uh, to coincide to refresh my bloodstream and create more antibodies that way, according to my dietitian. What has been your field, or, or I should rather ask, what has the data been that you have discovered with regards to uh, certain diets that have certain health benefits? Do you understand the questioning, or would you like me to? So Put it a different way. Folks, no, for folks in recovery, I can speak to that. So um, what we do know is that when we are abusing substances, oftentimes what happens is we are experiencing or creating deficiencies in neurotransmitters, which are chemical messengers from our brains. And so there's a disruption there, whether it's dopamine or serotonin receptors. There's also specifically with alcohol, a lot of imbalance to the gut health. And so when we start this journey to recovery, to sobriety, really no matter what the substance is, two things we want to be mindful of is gut health, brain health, using food to, I'll use the word data, to give us the data we need for those to repair. Um, two Causes for relapse are blood sugar challenges, up and down, high blood sugar, so imbalanced blood sugar, and then also neurotransmitter deficiencies. So we know that we can use food to help support those as well. So if we, we're looking at foods that are going to help with healing the gut, repairing the gut, and then foods that are going to support brain health, along with following a routine or a schedule that helps to balance the blood sugar, then we're going in a really great direction to support recovery and sobriety. So from the gut, we're getting hormones. From the brain, we're getting neurotransmitters. Both messengers mm, regulate mm. mood. And if our, if our mood is balanced, calm, peace, happy, joyful, or even if we're in a space where we can, um, we can respond from a calm place when life does throw its challenges our way <laughs> then we have a, a fighting chance <laughs> we have a fighting chance to stay on that sobriety path to abstain from the substances that we want to use to check mm. out or to avoid challenges in life so it, it comes down to giving yourself the data food that you need for your gut to operate properly 
for your brain to operate properly and for your body to keep your blood sugar balanced so we can be chilling, you know, so we can be chilling through Chill. the day. Right? Yeah. Rather than high stress or um, moving through low moods or lots of mood swings. And that food seems can very, do that. Seems complicated. Honestly, it, yeah. I would need you <laughs> to yeah. assist me through this because it's <laughs> me of how important food is to our moods and to our, and to yeah. recovering. It makes it easier for us to get through when yeah. we are, you know, eating the right things and, and taking care of our gut. What are yeah. some of the things that you recommend? I'm curious. So, oh my gosh. Okay. Let's start with, let's start with the balancing blood sugar piece. That's, that's first, right? So getting our blood sugar balanced is going to be based in having balanced meals every three to four if you're pushing it four if you're pushing it i'll say three is the sweet spot every three hours or so and now even if you're a person because i know someone might be thinking this what about intermittent fasting i can't eat every three hours if i'm fasting okay if you're choosing that um that schedule you still can eat every two to three hours within your your fasting window so just want to throw that Absolutely out there that correct yeah, if someone's listening who is doing that, you can still be eating every few hours. Um, I recently learned that myself, yeah. Yeah, for, first step is being mindful of that, of once we start our feeding time, which is what my coach would call it, he's a bodybuilder, <laughs> so he doesn't think of like breakfast, lunch, dinner, it's just feeding time. Once you have your first meal, <laughs> or once you break your fast, Around every three hours is the is the sweet spot. So starting with that as a base to get your balance, your blood sugar balance. The next thing to think about is the neurotransmitters and knowing that we can make dopamine. So that's what a lot of uh, you know substance abusers are chasing. That like yeah, you know that's that that dopamine the, rush. The dopamine rush that is the neurotransmitter that makes things worth it and you feel like yes it feels good it was rewarding i mean it's what we're we need that to keep us motivated to just keep going and mm. we have either depleted our our own source we have overloaded our brain with an outside source we're messing with the um the um oh my gosh i'm having a, a brain we're messing with the reception the receptors that are uh, bringing in dopamine and so we can use food to bring those chemical messengers in as well. I want to say that the number one nutrient you would want to focus on is protein. Protein, protein, and more protein. Mm. Protein is... Vegetarian here. <laughs> You, but there's a lot of protein and there's in a lot of protein. And, yeah, you don't does it protein doesn't have to like mean beans? beans are a source of protein. Chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, your plant based proteins are, are <laughs> Danny, don't start. Don't start. Don't start. Shush. The professionals talking. <laughs> yeah. With bacon, Chris, with bacon? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is that your cup of tea? No, no of course, sure. of course. But there are so many plant-based sources of protein, and it doesn't have to be um, an overwhelming. You you can do a simple calculation. I'll tell you how to figure out what you need. Take your weight, divide it by 2.2. Your weight in pounds, I should say. If you're a kilogram person, then keep your weight in kilos. If you're pounds, take your weight, divide it by 2.2, 2, 
and shoot for that number in grams of protein per day. So it's not this wow. huge number. That's the, that's to avoid deficiency. Now you can have in a, in a shake almost every morning. That's 10 grams of protein. Um, a serving of beans is going to be around minus because it's really more of a carb source, but you're going to get around seven to 10 grams of protein. Um, for an oval lacto vegetarian, maybe you have eggs. You can have six grams of protein per egg. I use a vegan protein powder from grocery store here, 20 grams of protein, pea, pea protein. So when you know what you need specifically for your body, then it makes it a little bit easier to understand how to achieve that. It's everyone doesn't need hundreds of grams a day. Um, and you can get it in through, through your plant-based sources. So balance your blood sugar, number one. Prioritize protein because protein and amino acids are what are required to build build those neurotransmitters that we might be deficient in. And then the right. last piece, the last piece is thinking of foods that are, I mean, your your raw vegetables that are going to be supportive to the organs that we may have neglected. So high fiber foods to help with digestion. Um, one food that would be on any ex drinkers list, I would say are beets, which are really great for the liver. So, I mean, in, in any vegetable you like, any vegetable you like, but those raw or lightly steamed vegetables as closest to their natural as, as you can, that would be my suggestion, not requirement, but, um, are going to be foods you want to start incorporating. So three simple things without overwhelming, overloading yourself, eat every few sure. hours, prioritize protein, get in your your raw uh, vegetables so you can support your your organs. Absolutely. Now, I had a, Chris had put up a um, he had put up a comment, and maybe I'm I'm an idiot. I don't, I, but I don't know what this word is. Protein is better than amateurine. <laughs> Where do I? A m a t e u r t e i n. Is that a thing? Or is he, is he saying like, yeah, joke, like pro is better than amateur protein. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not, but I wasn't quite sure. So I'd like, I'd say it. he wants to come up, let him come up. Let's talk to, to Chris. Let's invite him. Let's invite Hi, him. Chris, let me try and see if I can. There we go. Yes. I want to come up. Chris Rosetti. I want to come up. How many cameras can be on at once on this? Uh, I think 10. Oh, Wow. Okay. I would like I would like to sincerely apologize for the terrible joke. <laughs> no, it was absolutely a ten out of ten, uh, buddy. And this this is coming from a person in sixty six years of living on Earth. I've had five cups of coffee and three ounces of beer, so I'm I'm not at all not at all qualified to speak to your group. But however, I am picking up life lessons from everything you're dishing out today, and I really appreciate. it. Fantastic. Oh, it's Thank only a pleasure, so buddy. It's only a pleasure. And Danny, I wanted to say earlier on, if you are not very accustomed to eating every three hours, what really has worked for me, for example, and you're going to be surprised, have a handful of peanuts, but natural nuts, not those flavored ones, the naturally flavored nuts, be it either peanuts or cashews, which is my favorite, or even, um, what's the favorite that they throw in salad, which absolutely ruins the taste? Walnuts, pecans. You know, uh, pumpkin seeds pecans. have a lot of protein. Oh, what I'm going Lord. through right now. Oh, yes. You can, you can help me. Um, I, I have a bone deficiency now. 
And so I have arthritis in my back. It's called AS, uh, axial spondyloarthritis. And it's now a bone deficiency in my body, which causes my teeth to become loose. So Mm -hmm. the bone density is really getting bad. So what are some of the things, is that also like proteins and and vegetables and stuff like that to try to bring back? Bone density is um, weight-bearing movement, weight-bearing movement and calcium and vitamin D together. They have to be together. Now, it's not just calcium by itself, calcium and vitamin D, but to rebuild bone, which is very challenging, especially for women after a certain age, we start to lose at a rapid It's actually weight-bearing exercise. So similar to building or strengthening a muscle, you need to be moving that those joints and you need to be having weight-bearing on your skeletal system so that it's cued to stay, at least stay strong. If it's not building in a rapid, at a rapid pace, you're at least maintaining what you have. Right. Okay. Yeah. Keith are partially alive and partially dead. So teeth are tricky, but that's more of a dentist. But the jawbone, (laughs) jawbone, I would say um, something that you could do to relieve tension is uh, fascia blasting. I have a little facial fascia blaster. Fascia is that connective tissue that's really holding us all together. And you can increase collagen production, which will help to support, just overall support that area. Um, but when it comes to rebuilding, repairing, laying down new bone, it's weight bearing exercises. Okay. Yeah. That's scary. I need to get on it. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be anything super heavy. I mean, it doesn't body weight people. Don't, that's your, your own body weight is a place to start with resistance. And then, you know, some light wrist weights, ankle weight. It doesn't have to be a trip down bands. to CrossFit. Yes. Resistance bands, it's movement. Movement is the key. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, I'm giggling in agreements, in agreement. Transmitters. I, I, I was telling Chris, I'm taking this course where they're training us on how to reprogram our neurotransmitters in our brain. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a lot of practice. It's a lot of practice. But are there physical um, exercises or is there foods or something that can help with that besides what you've already mentioned? So the best way to start strengthening those, the communication um, and make new pathways or new communication across pathways is movement 30 minutes a day of some kind of movement, moderate intensity doesn't have to be hit training. Again, doesn't have to be CrossFit. Um, there was an article in Time, this was probably six or eight months ago, that shared that for older adults who are wanting to keep their memory and keep their brain fresh and healthy, you will see more benefit from movement than you would a Sudoku or crossword puzzle or brain games. So wow. if you can have them incorporating something as simple as tic-tac-toe, but you have it laid out on the floor where you have to go pick up the X and move it and place it and then pick up the O and move it and place it. Um, you're going to see more benefit from a, a handwritten brain game. 
Um, meditation, of course, loads and loads of research there that says we can create new communication and stronger brain waves when we have some time and peace and stillness. Um, and even, but some people like to do uh, walking meditation. So a, a mindful walk where you're still slowing down your mind, intentionally slowing down your mind, even though you might be physically moving slowly. So meditation, movement, um, some of the best ways to start rebuilding those pathways. When it comes to food, um, to get in not only dopamine, but serotonin, dopamine, um, GABA, some of the best things that we could be eating on a regular basis, blueberries, blueberries are research proven. The It's the color comes from the color to help to decrease feelings of depression, raspberries right up, right up there with that oats. So you're, if you're doing oh, your, yeah. your oatmeal, I'm not talking about the maple and brown sugar, Quaker oatmeal. I'm talking about plain no. oatmeal. You, you flavor yourself. Um, spirulina fermented foods also really uh good sources for improving gut health which we're improving gut health which is helping to have our, our hormones sending signals that they need to um your fish and your omega-3 oils also going to be a really great source for improving um, brain health and giving your body the data so want to refer to food as data will give your body the data that it needs to operate the way that you want it to. Yeah. Chris's wife uh, says doing the dishes is a great way for him to, to achieve his movement every day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lisa, who I think I, I'm going to invite up, she said she, it was funny because she was literally reading a big article on blueberries this morning um, that they're yeah. a good source of fiber and, and uh, help with your bad cholesterol and vitamin C. And lest we forget, blueberries are fantastic on a pancake. Oh, blueberries are so good. A handful of blueberries in oatmeal with some crushed um, cashews, pecans, almonds, crushed nuts. That's an oh, yeah. ideal. And, and I'll say it's ideal if you do my recipe because in my oatmeal, I put a scoop of either vanilla or chocolate protein in the boiling water. And so now my oatmeal is not just a carb serving. It's a 20 grams of protein serving plus great whole grains from oatmeal which is also good for cholesterol but it's bringing in neurotransmitters the the, um, the information needed to build neurotransmitters and then blueberry like starting my day that is my go-to breakfast yeah. oatmeal oh yeah absolutely and do you leave your oatmeal 24 hours or do you because i've i've seen people go one or two ways no, i need fresh made oatmeal every morning <laughs> i need a I need fresh boil, made I, Fresh made oatmeal. What I will say is if there is oatmeal leftover that doesn't get eaten, because there's there's three of us in my household. My son will eat a, a whole serving sometimes. But if there is any leftover, I do I will put the oatmeal in the fridge and then the next morning boil water, use part of that because I don't like to waste. I'm not throwing it away, but I don't like the Chum. overnight oats. I like hot, just like I just like I like the whole ritual of it, you know? Boil the water. Ah, now we get to the now we yeah. get to the origin. <laughs> You're such a brilliant person. You, you've got so much great information. I mean, God, I could kick your, uh, pick your brain forever, honestly. Um, a font you know, of knowledge. Just kinda, really, you are just amazing. Just so curious about your sobriety journey. I'm always curious, what was that day? What happened that day Ooh. that you got sober? Like, what made you, because it's a hard thing to do. So yeah. I'm just curious, like, what happened? 
What happened? So um, a lot of things leading up to, and it's so funny you asked that because I just submitted a bio, which I have the hardest time writing bios. And I know like once you have one bio written, it's like just send the same one, but I feel like different pages and different spaces, you know, it's different. Of course. I, I need to a different piece so of the story more. in it. You know, who am I talking to? Which part of my story Very do much. I want to tell? And um, so I always struggle. So I had my my partner. I was like, hey, can you, why don't you write my bio? I want to know what you think. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'll edit it. But um, my, the day of was, so January 1st, 2019, the day of that time around, I had decided I was finally ready to quit drinking several months prior but being the little substance abuser that I was, I was like, let's just take, keep it going through the holidays. You know, like <laughs> in October, I knew this is it, girl. Like it's over. It's over for you. What, what are you doing? This, it's clear mm. that it is clear as can be. What other signs do you need? Um, at that point, I had been arrested twice, once mm. for fighting, which I am not a fight. Like that's. Whoa, I don't yeah. see that one. I know. Not a, I, I used to fight with my words. But if you fight with your words enough, you're going to say something to someone that it's going to turn into, you know, like it's people just get sick of you attacking them with your words, not condoning violence. It was alcohol induced for sure. And then two years prior to that, a DUI. So I'm arrested twice at this point broken family relationships. Everybody was sick of me. They were just, I already intervention failed intervention. Didn't, I was like, you guys should mind your own business. Um, lost cars, losing my business. It was, it was a wrap. It was like, that's a wrap girl. But again, wanted to just push it through the holidays. Afraid. I was literally afraid. Like I don't know how to not drink on Halloween. I don't know how to not drink on, you know, Wednesday through Monday of Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know how to not drink on Christmas. What am, what am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, so the fear gave me 90 more days, um, in the spiral. And then, like I mentioned earlier, I, I knew AA was, was the thing. I, I didn't know that there were any other options. And, um, when I got a DUI, what, that was 2015, I went to one meeting because it's required, and I was like, I'm not as bad as these people. Like, they're really bad. I I drove my car off the freeway, but that was, it's not as bad. Like, they really, these people have, they really messed up. From listening to one, but a part of it also was I, I didn't see anyone in the room who I could connect with. I didn't see anyone who looked like me. No one was my, my age, and I just was like, no, this is, uh-uh. And also, you know, in my arrogant mind at that point, at that time I had just finished grad school. So, you know, alcoholics don't have master's degrees and that's what I was thinking. No, they're right. we have master's degrees and more. <laughs> so from jail to Yale. <laughs> yeah. From jail to Yale. <laughs> <laughs> nice going Denny. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I just said, you know, screw it. Like the, I have literally nothing to lose. So I'm going to reach out and get some help because I'm telling people all day, every day that they should be reaching out for help when they want to lose weight or get stronger or get healthier. Why don't I listen to my own damn advice for once? And I just did. I've looked up a meeting in my neighborhood um, and still a little, you know, partied up from the night before. I just walked into the room like here, I'm here. It's like, what? let's see. Let's see what this is all about. And uh, never looked back. 
just realize like, okay, I'm not the only person that's having these challenges. I'm, I, I hear and I see in this space people who do look like me and I'm, I'm willing to listen to your story. And I just kept showing up and listening because I, I did not want to be angry anymore. I didn't want to be moody anymore. I just wanted to be happy. You know, I was just like, yeah. I just want to be happy. So I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you guys say. And I did it, you know, and continue to, um, I've grown past 12 step fellowship exclusively. I'm, I'm forever grateful for the experience that I had there for the sponsor that I worked with. Mm -hmm. And on social media, I, I found that I could really use my voice in, I think, a more impactful way than only staying in the walls of, of 12 step. And that's just, that's my personality. I want, I want to share. I've always wanted to talk about everything that I do wins and yes. losses. And I mean, even we, I was open about the DUI. I was open about the toxic relationship. I just would talk about these things. So it, it made sense. So for to me break to anonymity about. provided you with the education that you needed. Oh, I, I had to share for a few reasons. That's mm -hmm. me. I don't, I'm not good with secrets. <laughs> I am the worst. <laughs> Surprises. And I'm like, don't tell me, you know, don't tell me your, don't tell me your secrets. It's in, in a session, it's different. It's not, I don't feel like I'm hearing people's secrets. Um, but like friends and family, like, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear it. You just, you. <laughs> I'm telling that like surprises. I, I buy my husband something and then I'm like, okay, this is what it is here. I just want to show you, forget it. I was going to wait, but I'm telling you right now. My mother does the same with me. I want to kill her. But I did not want to. Yeah. I'm just, I needed people to know my family to know. And I needed that accountability of like, this is it. If you see me drinking, it's a problem. Like say something to me. I, I just, this has to be the way I'm doing it. And also novel way of my, thinking. Yeah. My family, we overcame as a unit, my dad's addiction in my childhood. And we didn't talk about it. And we all we just didn't talk about it. So I was like, hell no, we're not doing that again. I'm talking about it. I'm not ashamed. This, this is, it is what it is. And I realized that we're in a generation that is used to sharing their lives on social media. And the only reason, the only reason I will say that I was willing to give AA a try, otherwise it would have been rehab or something I would have just researched maybe is because a high school friend of mine posted his chip on Instagram. And so when I saw his post, I was like, Oh shit. The homecoming King is in AA. Like, Oh, <laughs> you know, this is, okay. This can affect more people. And I was like, I'm doing it. He, he's talking about it. I'm doing it. And you know, I don't talk about who I see or saw in meetings, but I definitely, I have to uh, be a voice for recovering, for recovering out loud so people can see themselves and see, okay, even someone who had, you know, education success and business success, like it doesn't matter. It can impact anyone and it can, you can create it, create your pathway in a way that works for you and aligns with you and your lifestyle. 
And your life also becomes a university for others, in, in other words. Yeah. Because here's why I yeah. say it. There's a, there's, a, there's a conflict in our society today, and I don't mean to steer this in a socio-political direction, but I'm just using it for the sake of argument, where things that, that are being taught at tertiary level may not benefit that person skills-wise when they are in the workplace. It's its own animal. But here comes you sharing your experience, and that reader, viewer, listener finds what you have said tangible. And they adopt that mantra for themselves. They do their own internal checklist. That Keola said, you know what? I experienced this. Hold on a sec. I've experienced this. That ticks that box for me. And on and on and on and on and on. I always said that the ether being the radio mic or the, the, the radio speaker rather is the university of life. Tish. Complete tish. This is the university of life. And that's what you're using to educate one another. Yeah. And that is a mighty powerful platform. And plus, people are getting it for bupkis. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, put the hat in. Uh, yeah, I, I like the concept of learning from each other. And there are topics that I needed to be able to talk about that I couldn't talk about in 12-step. So I needed to be able to talk about more and share about more and be a resource for, I mean, I wouldn't be able to be doing these nutrition workshops in 12 step. They, that doesn't, it, this doesn't right. happen. And um, I was eating red vines by the handful when I started my sobriety. And I didn't understand, even as a nutrition coach, I didn't understand. I didn't understand why I was doing that. I had never experienced that before. I, I knew People had a sweet tooth, but I'm like, how did I develop a sweet tooth? This is what is going on. Yeah. So not having a resource for that. My sponsor, bless his heart. I mean, that'll tell you, I had a male sponsor. I was already rebelling from the second I came into 12 step. I'm like, uh, no, there's no women in here that I like. I'm picking this guy. So that, that was already like a red flag. Like she's not going to last very long, but I did, you know, with the <laughs> I, I I asked him, like, you know, what is, I noticed that I'm just eating, like, jelly beans and candy all the time. What's going on? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, that was because the alcohol was digesting as sugar and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, okay, and that's not it. That's not what it is. But that's what he <laughs> knew, and that's what somebody told him, so that's what he told me. There's nothing to do with the alcohol being digested as sugar. Our body is looking for a new dopamine resource. Ah. I mean, how, how do you, and so it's calling for because you're deficient in dopamine now your receptors might be messed up and you're not giving yourself the hits you were getting your, your brain is like well get it from somewhere get it from something yeah. and if you know you're not instantly starting uh, a fitness routine or even if you are starting a fitness routine and you're still not getting the amount that you were getting in you have to regulate yourself to a balanced place of all of these neurotransmitters then yeah, you're going to be wanting candy and donuts and all the sugar you can get. But no one, no one can tell me that in 12 step and not, right. I could go back now as a, you know, and, and help folks in that way. And maybe that person existed, but not in my, in my meeting. I just, I knew that there, there was more, I needed more options to my recovery journey than, than just 12 step. And it will always, I mean, I have clients I work with that ask questions about, 
going through steps and finding a sponsor, I'm happy to connect folks with sponsors. I have great um, folks in my network that are part of 12 step and I make sure to connect the dots. I've worked with a few people. I don't consider myself a sponsor, but I've gotten people the first, you know, here's chapter five, read chapter five. And in the meantime, you know, just start thinking about this and, and understand what's going on. And I will help you find someone. If you can't find someone, you can ask me the questions, but you know, for whatever reason, I'm like, I'm not your sponsor, but I'll help you. Responsibility. I don't know. I just, you know, you, you go to the meeting and, and you start talking about fitness and they go, that's another, that's for another meeting. That's for another <laughs> meeting. Yes. Reprimanded. So. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. New age recovery. I'm happy to be a part of. I'm happy to watch this happen, though. Like, it's pretty cool that there are so many spaces and um, options and pathways popping up for folks to change their relationship with stuff. Can do this from home now. Um, I mean, medication. Even there, there's. We're just talking about it we're talking about the the disease or um ailment whatever you want to call it that's affecting millions hundreds of millions of people across the globe and so now that we're true you know moving the shame away and and lifting the veil and we're we're seeing commercials for alcohol-free beer commercials Mm -hmm. what during sporting events for heineken zero what this is crazy Yeah. We just had a gentleman on who is advertising his own brand of mocktail. Ooh, what is it? You'll know the you'll know the name oh, Kevin Kreider from Bling Empire. Bling Empire. Bling Empire is that a TV show? Yeah. Yeah. He's got Kevin. A, Kevin Kreider. Drink. It's got ginseng. Kevin Kreider. Yes. Ginseng, dragon fruit, and ginger. And it's a it's a real healthy combination of energy, and a lot of people like it. So I don't know. He's off What's to a good called? start. It's called Sans, Sans. S-A-N-S. Oh, okay. I haven't tried it. I'm putting it on my list. We're so spoiled in LA. We have five alcohol-free bottle shops. So. Oh my God! I'm raised there, but I moved to Florida a couple years ago. Just go yeah. down to the booze-free bottle shop, get you some alcohol-free beer, and that's great. Uh, just even functional beverages, things that are not because you know everyone's journey doesn't include non-alcoholic beer, non-alcoholic wine, or zero-proof cocktails. Some people are like, "Give me iced tea and lemonade, I'm good to go," and that's yeah. perfectly fine. Exactly. There are also um, functional beverages, so that sounds like what you're what you guys were saying with, with ginseng and ginger and things that are either adaptogens, nootropics, something that's going to calm the nervous system or bring us back to balance and is, and is beneficial. Unlike alcohol, alcohol for a short period of time can relax you. And then it can also bring anxiety. And then it can also take, <laughs> it's not that pregnant pause in the sentence. <laughs> yeah, I have a question. I don't know if you know about it or anything about it. Um, a lot of people are doing it for depression. I've seen ketamine. I've seen mushrooms. Like, what is going on? People well, are using this as a, is this something that you recommend or do you know anything about it? Well, I cannot recommend, I cannot recommend psychedelics for recovery yet. 
around oh. summer next year, I'll be able to recommend it. Um, but I can say that I've read lots of research and I have done a six month dosing regimen with psilocybin and I would consider, and my therapist, not just me, would consider or report back that I went from high generalized anxiety disorder to almost undetectable generalized anxiety no disorder. Manageable, just like, I feel like a different person. It's very weird. <laughs> it's very, very. Wow. That's, yeah. that's interesting. So there is promising research for cessation of heavy drinking for relief, relief from anxiety and depression, where some folks on SSRIs, 2% of people, only 2% of people would consider their anxiety or depression relieved with psychedelics. You're seeing closer to two out of three people are considering themselves relieved from anxiety and depression. And, um, it's, it's just amazing. Like the, I don't know, the resurgence, my, my main concern is, um, that pharmaceutical companies are wanting to get involved simply to make money. And it's, of course, know, like the grassroots, you know, hippie healer that I would see, say I was in a past life is just like, I just want to throw mushrooms like out to everyone. Like here, just take them. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's, I don't know. And, and there was a big conflict for, for a year. I, I was going back and forth. Like, Shit, can I do this? Like, what am I going to do? I, the anxiety is out of control and I just, I want to be happy. I want to be calm and I want to experience, you know, life at a different level. I don't want to have this constant voice going in my head and be worrying all the time. And I was a new mom. I guess I'm still a new mom, but just like a mom to a six month old. And my therapist said, okay, well, we can, you know, talk to your psychiatrist and you can try Zoloft or try something and a different medication. And I was like, I don't know, you know, I've done all these other drugs, but for some reason I have this adverse. I'm like, I don't, don't want to do, I was like, let me just see if I can find some, I want to see if I can find something that is more aligned with me and just started researching, really researching and, and figuring out what are the possibilities and started I reached out to a coach um who's actually based in Canada and uh she gave me a regimen to follow six months six month regimen um and I just had to decide that if folks in the recovery world or sobriety world were going to judge me then it's not my problem it's that's really not my you know my problem that's why I don't necessarily mm. go around encouraging like but in in my in my dream world, I do think that there is a lot of help and healing for folks. They're potentially in that psychedelic therapy world. So yeah, there's practitioner certifications that I'm looking into. That's why I would say next spring, then maybe I will be saying everybody need to do this. If you're, if you're struggling and you have tried everything, um, watch or read how to change your mind talk to um, someone with experience and see if it's something that might yeah. be for you. True. Danny, I want to add to that as well. There's a new phenomenon and courtesy of one Joe Rogan that even the Native American beverage that is used by medicine women uh, or prescribed by medicine women known as ayahuasca, 
has had a success in having people completely go off alcohol totally because it induces a psychedelic, a psychedelic, excuse me for the tongue twister, a psychedelic trance, as it were, where the user goes into their previous life. I'm just paraphrasing from secondary data, uh, which explains the origin as to why that person either drank or used consistently. But as Kiola has mentioned, the data is iffy. There still needs to be concrete evidence presented. Of course, mm -hmm. now as well, again, paraphrasing from Kiola's mouth as well, Big farmer, the moment that they see a gap, they want to grab it as fast as they can, put a pattern on it, see if they can throw some deadly chemicals in it, put it on the mass market, say this is the new medicine, and see how we can get people hooked. Pfizer, a whole lot of them. Same pattern all over again. How big is the now, paycheck that we can get out of this? We can get the drugs. You know, there's there's so many drugs that are not available. They're backordered or whatever's going on in the country. I know there's tons of people who are not getting their medicines. Yeah. It's, insane. it's wild. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. This is, I mean, there's a, there's something has to, here's the tricky thing with, with them patenting and making a synthetic version. This is not a, a drug or a medicine that you would need long-term. That's the thing of, that's the, you know, the kind of tricky thing about it is that big pharma, unless they do what you said, which is put something in there because psilocybin um, is considered a non-habit forming, non-addictive substance. And a lot of psychedelics as well, because it's not an escape. It's a look at yourself, <laughs> you know, where yeah. you use a certain substance to check out, to zone out, to, you know, just not think about anything, to not reflect the psychedelic experience is more of a reflective going within mm. and mm. it's it's you're awakening to options that's how i feel with with anxiety it's i finally feel like i have an i have an option i don't have yeah. to worry i can just chill and maybe the average person that hasn't dealt with uh mental health challenges is like why don't you just relax like what's the big deal <laughs> believe me I, if I if I could have done that, I would have done that. I tried. I tr I tried, you know, to just relax. It's the it's there's something needed to be rewired. Something needed to just mm. reconnect. I needed to be reminded that I don't have to have everything in order every single day all the time. Like it's okay if there's a mess. It's okay if I. I'm tired and there's 10 dishes in the sink. Like I'll just, I'll do them tomorrow. I'll do them tomorrow, you know, or I don't have to think about the mistakes I made in college 20 years ago, 15. Like I can mm. just let those go to wake up and not be, you know, like yes. that's freeing. And that's like, I, that's the, that's the reason that I would, that I want to share the, um, opportunity or, or access for someone who's interested. It's not some, it's like, like AA, it's not about, um, advertising it, but if someone asks me and is curious, then I want to be able to, to be the resource and share my experience. Awesome. I don't want to, you know, yeah. It's a clever way to go. It's really a clever way to go. Kiela, as we start to come to an end of this interview, um, I speak on behalf of Daniela myself. You are extremely eloquent, extremely knowledgeable. And if I'm the only one to say it in this regard, 
Um, you have may you may have developed a niche for yourself in that you've combined methods of recovery, the methodology, various methodologies versus the various methodologies of fitness, and you can usher help usher in the new not just new chapter but a new library of positively moving forward. But as I like to ask of everyone, what are some of the life lessons that you have learned going through this journey of, and I'm talking about positive life lessons that you've learned. In life in general or just recovery? Let's say both. What the hell? Ooh. <laughs> um, a lesson that I am learning recently is... To it's like, like keep calm and carry on, but <laughs> keep calm and carry on. Basically, recently I've I've realized that um, the best decisions that I will ever make will be made in a calm mind. So when I need to make a decision, I will be will come to the best decision if I calm myself down first and then make the decision. And have I mastered that? Hell no, I haven't mastered it. <laughs> I haven't mastered it. <laughs> but it's a le- I learned the lesson. I learned the lesson. I passed the class or I'm currently passing. I probably have like a 79% in the class. But still a distinction. Yeah, powerful decisions are made from a calm mind. Great advice. Slow down. Sure. Slow down, quiet down, get calm. And that's both recovery and life. Yes. Wise, I'm only calm, wise words. I'm only calm because, I, uh, because I quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but well said. And as we approach the end of the show... I have to say something here. I messaged Daniela earlier this afternoon because I wanted to do this as an add-on for our final episode of the year, and she was silent for roughly about, oh, I don't know, two hours, and she must have thought, oh, God, what is he going to come up with now? (laughs) It's just a few last words, and it comes from a sincere place of honesty, and I think it's imperative that in life in general, one be laconic and introspective. So just a couple of words of thought and... Uh, words of thanks, seeing that uh, we're about to end of 2022 on a high note. So here I go. If there were to be two quotes that have proven true in this fragile year of 2022, firstly, let's agree, normally where you make monies in dribbles, you tend to lose it in chunks. And then secondly, which is rung true for me especially is, and it's a lesson I'm ashamed to say, I often learn repeatedly, no person is an island. Confession time, when Daniela Park had come to me with a a proposition originally in either March or April of this year of joining in on a brand new talk show, I was petrified. Because first of all, not having done any live television, and I'm speaking from in front of the lens before, all I knew that this opportunity would be at best a test tube baby for something new with a success rate of and a failure rate of equal mind. And with this economy, but Let me just interrupt myself. Having a scarcity mentality is what held me back. That is the long and the short of the tale, cut and dry. And I betrayed a couple of principles that I hold dear to my heart as a media personality, which was to educate, to inform, and to entertain. In fact, I'm such a disciple of this 
that I'm married to the job first and to life second. But for the time that I concentrated on my own career uh, in my native motherland of South Africa, which has been marred with difficulties, the pandemic being but a smidgen of the equation, I failed to abide by the golden rule that there comes a time that when the three to five ratio, three years to establish yourself, five years to see return on investment, has not yielded with the results that I would have to at some point wake up and seek another means of making a career. So quite bluntly put, even more importantly realize that when the chips are down, better to cash out and seek greener pastures. With my radio and television career having run dry, it brought me to the conclusion that often the best opportunities are the ones that have a natural development on both a physical and a personal level. And thus it was that doing it sober live was born. Which brings me to Miss Park as a person. Daniela Park I already knew since 2020 by reputation, of course, as a fine woman of immense quality. Only it took me a while to realize it. In the period since we mutually hosted the pilot, I still remember before going to a tablet, I was still on a small little iPhone that I struggled to keep alive. Uh, we have grown immeasurably close, and it's a relationship that money cannot buy. It would be Daniela who helped me grow as both a professional entertainer and as a person. Let it be made known that Daniela is an empath of impeccable radiance and beauty, a monument of kindness and care, and a showcase of wholesomeness with a fondness for light-hearted humor. After all, with a perfect contrast, Danielle on this program resembles hug me. Chris Nell resembles punch me. <laughs> After all, connection remains the commodity which influences everything else above normal trade. And I speak on behalf of Daniela and myself in that we extend our mutual gratitude to both Mr. Mark Cuban and to Ms. Fallon Fatimi for allowing us the opportunity to produce this talk show on this popular and exclusive platform in its freshman year. It speaks volume of one's character to use your fame and to give back through that fame, like creating a platform like this. We'd also like to extend our thanks to our guests, including present company, who have tied their time. It's been a remarkable privilege to have had you, and our hearts are warmed by the increased visibility subsequently that you have received from this exposure. And then finally, we extend our thanks to you, the viewers, and our listeners. We hope that whatever you have taken away has helped you in your path, wherever that may lead. When we retake this program during the coming year of our Lord 2023, you can be assured we're going to come back stronger, smarter, and bigger. And let it be made known, the entire onus of the show has not stemmed from the desire for each and every one of us to be a showboater, not at all, but rather to fulfill the prophecy that had been laid out by the American Tolstoy of novelists, Herman Wouk, who wrote that the beginning to the end of war lies in remembrance. Thus, we conclude our final episode of the year, as always, with the popular slogan, Life is better when you're doing it sober. Kiola, a marvelous thank you. You've been an absolute stellar star. Danny, as always, thank you to you for a marvelous year. And to you, our listeners, if you missed out on this episode, you're more than welcome to catch up on all the streaming platforms. It will be available on demand, and we'll see you in the new year. Excelsior. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Happy New Year.